Natova. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet another episode of, you guessed it, the Jappy Jaws podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. Like I said before, Lashana Tova to my fellow tribe members. Happy Jewish New Year. Whether you're Jewish or not, this is something that is the highest of holy days in my religion and I want to share that goodness and sweetness with you all. Make sure you head on over to Instagram and follow us, aka myself, so you are staying up to date with anything and all things Jappy Jaws at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A, Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. That is also my Twitter and my TikTok if you dare to follow me on there. Make sure you head on over to wherever you are listening to me from, whether that be on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Anchor. You name it, I'm on it. And make sure you are subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, following, and turning that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new freaking episode. Okay, everybody who doesn't want to hear my voice on a lovely early morning Thursday. I mean, 11 a.m. really isn't early at all. But like Thursdays are, in my opinion, the best day of the week because it's almost Friday. You have so much to look forward to for the weekend. I don't know. I'm biased. But I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. I know this episode has been highly anticipated by so many people. I want to make this as fun of an episode as possible and what better way to have fun than talk about going back to school. I know so many of you are either post-grad starting up your semesters or starting high school or finishing high school. My baby sister is officially a high school senior as of today and it freaking blows my mind because I just can't wrap my head around it. But what better way to celebrate school and freaky girl fall than clothing? We all know my good friend, Sam Schustek, the creator of Sam by Sam. And just because summer is ending does not mean that she does not have you ready for the fall and the new school year. Sam by Sam is not only a small business blogger, but she also runs her own small business tie-dye shop. She creates one-of-a-kind sweatshirts, hats, and patches, and so many other different things that are absolutely adorable. I am personally obsessed with her hats, and I know that she has tons in store for the upcoming seasons. So if you are looking to add that extra piece to your closet, be sure to check her out on Instagram at underscore Sam by Sam. Her site and her handle are also linked in the episode description below. Don't forget that JJ10 gets you 10% off your purchase. Let me know what you end up buying and have a great new school year. And Freaky Girl Fall, of course. Now, really, before we dive into today's episode, don't you ever think that I forgot the drinking game alert. For those of you that need a quick reminder, every time I mention a certain topic word, or phrase, I am encouraging you all that are over the age of 21 to take a nice shot, sip of whatever you're drinking. I'm always going to recommend tequila, Casamigos, baby. But if you're under the age of 21, coffee maybe? I don't know. Apple juice? Whatever you got going. And of course, if you're driving at work or just hanging around, water, Red Bull, coffee, anything will work. But whenever you hear this specific topic, phrase, or word, you are inclined to take a nice little sip of your drink. Now, I'm sure you probably guessed what the word for this week is going to be, but guess what? I'm still gonna tell you. Whenever I mention the word sure, go ahead and take that shot sip of whatever you have. I know, very predictable for this week's episode. Now, I'm sure, and see what I did there, you're ready for me to talk about my weekend at the Jersey Shore. We obviously know 
I need to talk about Bachelor in Paradise because I have a lot to say, but I'm really going to condense it down. Remember when I said I was starting to love it so much more than I ever had before? I am now questioning it, but I'm still looking forward to watching every week. I'm not going to harp too long because I'm honestly annoyed and I'm annoyed for this reason. The reason being is that I feel that this show is being played on two different parts. There are people on this beach that are half genuine and there are people that are half not. And I really think we are seeing people's true colors. I truly believe this is also all orchestrated by ABC, which kudos to them for strategically planning it so well. But I'm almost at a loss for words and everyone that I follow that also watches, we all have like the same mentality regarding everything that's fucking going on. The two main love triangles being Chris Alon, Anna, Elena, I don't know how she says it, Jasenia, and of course, Brendan, Piper, and Natasha, and the one weird square, but I'm not even going to get into that, have me fucked up. First of all, Riley and Grocery Store Joe must be my lawyers when I have my first scandal. I always tell my best friend who's currently in law school that he's going to be, but if the opportunity comes and he's not done with law school by then, I'm going to Riley and Joe. The way that they took on the role of a hot older lawyer brother to Jasenia was one of a kind. The way that they put Chris in his place was done so beautifully. And my only thought about Chris now is that he could go in a hole. First of all, I don't even remember him from whatever season he was on. There's really no other word other than disgusting to describe what he did. And he orchestrated all that. He knew who was coming and he played it like a fucking playbook, just like Brendan and Piper. I just could not believe what I was watching and hearing. Also, how stupid are you to try and play with mics and downplay everything? Everyone's going to see it. I just think that we saw two different brands It almost blows my mind too because Piper is known for being super close with the girls that have already been there. So the fact that no one was really stepping up to the plate and being like, okay, these are some red flags for all of the parties is a little fishy to me. And while I am team Natasha because I think she was played in how it was kind of sorted out, I guess. Alyssa Amorosa, I always pronounce it wrong, so I'm sorry, aka Publicity, who has an amazing podcast with Barstool Sports, huge fan of hers. She made a reel that I shared on my story of her conspiracy theory about the entire Natasha, Brendan, and Piper situation, and it honestly connects all the dots for me personally. I'm just at a loss for words for all this because I would not be surprised, but I'm still shocked, if that makes sense. I thought Natasha played it very cool and handled the whole freaking mess very well. Almost almost too well for me. I don't know. It's just not adding up perfectly because there have been so many rumors circulating. I'm curious to see how the rest of the beach handles the entire situation. Oh, 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 one last thing and then I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I also found it ironic that obviously Bachelor has gotten a lot more popular within the last few years and especially with the rise of social media and everything like that. And it's a known fact that people go on this show for clout. They're all clout farmers in some way or another. They also know what they're going to gain. But I've never, ever seen on this show people talk about numbers and strategically planning how they're going to escalate on this momentum of being on a reality television show on a notable network the way that they have this past episode especially. And I even find it even more ironic that the people that were really 
being interviewed and talked about are the people that are hired by ABC because we know that Becca, Natasha, Joe, and I forget who else, but they all have podcasts relating to the franchise. So I find it even more questionable as to why they're the ones speaking on it. Something is not adding up for me and it's pissing me off because this was doing so well for me till this very moment. But until next week, we will see if my feelings change. But this episode is not about paradise. It's about a more realistic paradise for someone like myself, the Jersey Shore. Yes, the time has come for me to give my review my market research, and tell you about my experience down the Jersey Shore. As you all know, and I'm going to remind you again clearly, I went to the Jersey Shore for the first time this weekend, and I am here to report and review my time there. First of all, I'm also kind of lying by saying I've never been to the Jersey Shore. For like four years in the beginning of my high school career, I would go every summer with my family to Atlantic City, which is 30 minutes from where I stayed in Margate City. So I'm not necessarily sure if that counts as the shore. I'm a little torn, but I'm talking about like the Jersey Shore, like fist bumps in the air, like people going out 21 plus raging on. You know what I'm saying? So let's just say I've never been to the Jersey Shore. First of all, let me say one thing. I need to give a shout out to my best friend, my big from my sorority and her family for being the most amazing hostesses hostesses? Yeah. Ever. I had the best time with them. I felt like family and truly cannot thank them enough for allowing me to be part of the shore experience and stay with them. I haven't seen my big in like a year and a half. So reuniting with her was the best part of it all. Thank you guys so much for having me. Anywho, back to like, you know, business. The bar for the Jersey Shore was set very high. I will admit I had high expectations. I had a lot to think about. I had a lot on my mind, a lot of things on my to-do list that I wanted to check off. And let me tell you, it went above and beyond that bar that I set initially. And I'm not going to lie, did not know how it was going to go considering the way my trip started. I did not drive down to the Jersey Shore because I did not want to sit in Jersey Shore traffic on Labor Day weekend to and from by myself. I decided that I would take the Amtrak there. Now, when I would go back and forth for little weekends or like short breaks from school, I would take Amtrak. I've taken it several different times and I've never had a bad experience until now. I was really nervous that this was going to set the tone, like I just said, for the weekend. So I'm going to briefly tell you what happened. So to get to the Jersey Shore the way that I did, I had to take a train from Long Island to Penn Station in New York City, then from Penn Station's Amtrak Station to Philadelphia 30th Street Station. Then from 30th Street Station, I would have to take New Jersey Transit to Atlantic City for then my big to pick me up from the Atlantic City Terminal to go to her house, which was like 20 minutes away. So it wasn't bad. So my commute to the shore was quite the journey. Let me tell you, Amtrak fucked me up. So when I initially bought my ticket, I knew something was a little fishy, but I thought with COVID that this was I don't know the new norm because I haven't really used any form of public transportation other than Uber since the pandemic started. I just really didn't think much of it. I probably should have. I normally would have the ticket to print out at my house, but they didn't give it to me. They were like, okay, you show it to customer service. So I showed this email to customer service and I had to go to some fucking kiosk to get these tickets printed. The kiosks weren't working. Two customer service people were helping me. I did it twice. So they sent me to the other desk in the other building. I ran on over there. My cousin who lives in the city, who was ironically taking a train to the island for a concert, met me there. And he was, thank God for him, 
calming me down because I'm a manic person in those situations. Normally I can control myself, but I was on a time frame. So I get to the ticketing booth and the customer service guy tells me, well, you printed your tickets. I'm like, no, I didn't. They sent me here because there was an issue. He was talking with the supervisor. I was like, sir, please, like literally on the verge of tears. I was able to rebuy my ticket and have the old fashioned ticket that they gave me. I'm currently fighting with Amtrak. So initially I thought, oh, fuck me. Like this whole freaking traveling situation is going to doom me for the weekend. Like that's it. Thank God it was just Amtrak on that one day because everything else went seamlessly. Now you do the math. I left my house here at like 1245 for a 1:30 train to give myself ample time. I did not get into Atlantic City, Margate City till around like eight o'clock. So you could only imagine how I was just so ready to be at the beach and to be with my friends. So once I made it there, I was like, okay, it's game time, baby. We are out here. We are going to experience the shore. And I sure did that. No pun intended. Do you guys remember a little while back my special someone friend? Well, I finally met my special someone friend after a year of joking around and saying that we were internet friends this past weekend, which was the cutest reunion meeting you'll ever see. But I want to give you the breakdown of where I went out. So I went out in Avalon and Sea Isle City. So in Avalon, I went to the Princeton, which is a bar out there. And this was my first exposure to the Jersey Shore. It was a great time. The bouncers there, I've never met such nice bouncers. My friend had lost not only her wallet, but her password, but they allowed us to re-enter with no cost. And we were able to find both the passport and the wallet. 10 out of 10, please. For my first exposure to the shore, I was like, okay, we're off to a good start. It especially was great because this was the first time I was seeing so many of my friends from college since college. I have not been back to Philly and I have not been back to the Jersey area where a lot of my friends are from in so long because of the pandemic and With traveling, it just did not seem right at the time. I was like in emotional overdrive, seeing all these people and catching up and having all this fun, taking shots. It was just so nice to be with people that you had spent so much time with and getting to know during my college years. I'm making it seem like I went to college 10 years ago. It was literally a year and a half ago. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like when you pick up right where you left off, it makes it so much more meaningful. Now, I'm about to tell you about Sunday Fun Day. Let me also just add this. There are so many different parts of the Jersey Shore. When I was younger, I just pictured it as being like Seaside Heights because of the show. I did not realize how many fucking branches of the Jersey Shore there are. People love Belmar. That's where DJs is. That's where most people see on TikTok that people are at the Jersey Shore because I feel like DJs is the most well-known bar. There's Jenks, Bar A. But then there's this whole other part of the Jersey Shore that I really had no idea about till this summer, which is Sea Isle City, Avalon, Margate City, Long Beach Island. Like there are so many different elements to the shore that I was so uneducated on. And I'm sure someone could say the same thing about Long Island with the Hamptons, Montauk, Long Beach, the different counties. So this was quite the learning experience for myself as well. So Sunday Funday came and we went out to Sea Isle City. Boy, was it everything I could have hoped for and more. Now I keep making the statement that I um, want to be buried and I want to move to the Jersey Shore 
based on this specific day. Sunday fun day, and especially a Sunday fun day where you don't have work or school the next day, compares to nothing else, okay? Any and all responsibilities go out the window. There is just something about day drinking from the morning to nighttime on a Sunday where there's nothing to do the next day that is so beyond thrilling to me. So in Sea Isle City, we went to one, two, three, I don't even know how many bars, but we went to a handful. There is one in particular that I just, if I could feel the rush of being there once again, I would. And it was called the Ore House. We got there at around like mid-afternoon and they had an insane live band as well as a DJ. The music, the singing, how it was going around, it was just such immaculate vibes. And I know I sound like such a frat star saying that, but truly I was thriving. There was just so much fun. It was like nothing mattered and time was stopped because we were all just vibing and having fun. For those of you that don't know, I am a big football fan. I absolutely love and adore the New England Patriots. So when I went to school in Philadelphia, the culture shock that I felt for being a minority in the football sporting realm was unreal because Philly fans are relentless. They're ruthless. They are one of a kind. Now, don't get me wrong. I can respect the Eagles to an extent, but sometimes it gets a little rough and rowdy. But I obviously know certain chants for the Eagles, for the Sixers, for the Phillies. Like, I went to school there. I'm immersed in so many different things. What can I say? I don't normally root for any other team other than my team. However, when you are in the territory of South Jersey Philly people and they start screaming, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, and get into the Eagles Fly, Eagles Fly song, you have no choice but to sing along. I have never felt like such a fan, fake fan, I should say, than I did in that moment. There was just something about being there and everybody kind of uniting. There was just such union, I guess. I don't know. I sound so dramatic, but I'm telling you, you do not get that sense on Long Island. Now, let me also say this. I love Long Island. I love that I was brought up here. I feel like It isn't my entire personality, but it does affect certain characteristics about myself being from such a strong island. Okay, I went there. I will say this to the day I die, Long Island, New York bagels and pizza, 10 times better than anywhere else. But I know how we can get on the island and especially when going out. I cannot tell you the last time I was at a bar anywhere where there wasn't a fight. And I'm sure this happens in the Jersey Shore, on the Jersey Shore, but I did not experience it this weekend. Not that I'm saying everyone was so friendly, but everyone just had this like mutual understanding of just having fun. And I feel like so many people, no matter where you are, forget that when you go out, you're going out to have a good time. People get so caught up in so many different things and make going out much more of a process than it needs to be. And I'm telling you, this weekend, that was not a care in anyone's mind. You know the Lady Gaga like soundbite that's like, bus, club, another club, another club. That was the motivation and that was the intention behind everyone at the Jersey Shore. I just, I I want to move there. I love the beach. I love the sand. It was super soft. I haven't felt sand like that in a very long time. The stores, even the food, I was shocked. I mean, I didn't have pizza. I had Wawa. I had amazing subs. I just don't know what about the shore. And I'm sure if I lived down there or if I went out there every weekend, like how I do on Long Island, I would feel, I guess, bored or that I was repeating the same old song and dance. 
But I genuinely felt if this is how everyone feels every weekend, I understand the hype now. And I understand why the bar was so high. I kept making the joke of like, okay, let's see what the hype's about. It truly lived up to the hype. Were the drinks good? Yes. Could they have been better? Yes. But that's at any bar. I literally have zero complaints about my time this weekend. And I honestly credit it to the people that I was with, with the mindset I went into it without thinking about Amtrak and just being so present and in the moment with what I was doing. Now, I wanna talk about the word present because that was a common theme and big topic of discussion this past weekend. My big and I always have intimate and deep conversations. And I know you're all thinking, Lindsay, why aren't you just saying her name? Like saying big is silly. You're out of the sorority. You're out of college. Well, you know what? Out of respect for her and myself, I'm going to continue to say that. But my big and I always have these conversations and we talk about these things very openly with other people as well. Something that I've noticed that I've been doing quite often for a very, very long time and my hot girl summer really emphasized this more so than ever is that I need to be more present and in the moment in everything that I do. I'm a Capricorn. I like to know what's going on. I like to have control. I like to know what's going to happen next before it happens. Not saying that that's always a bad thing because I know it's not, but I do believe that not being present and in the moment has set me back in so many different ways and put so many strains on relationships and friendships that I had. I was like, holy shit, when I really am in the moment and I'm just going with whatever life throws my way, I enjoy myself and who I'm with 10 times more. I feel like this past summer, my hot girl summer, I truly was doing that. I was living in the present moment. I wasn't giving a fuck. I was doing what I wanted to do. And I somewhat credit the pandemic to that because I don't know if I necessarily would have had this mindset a year and a half ago. I would have been like, I need to know what's going to happen. I need to have a planned out strategic thing before it happens. And I think when I've been more present in the moment, I have found myself to be happier. I have truly realized the meaning of friendship and the meaning of being present in a friendship this past summer more than ever because there are times where you're like, okay, there are people in my life that aren't being as present or aren't being as in the moment as I am. And you really need to pick and choose your battles in those situations with who you're surrounding yourself with because that energy reflects onto you and motivates you in a way to act like that. And there's no reason to do that. There's no excuse to just make an excuse or not want to live in the moment that you're living in. And I know I'm sounding extremely repetitive, but I can't stress it enough. With the whole talk of being present and in the moment, my big asked me, she was like, are you happy right now? And honestly, I don't want to say that I'm so happy because I'm not. There are so many different elements of my life and not just from the summer, but in general that I wish were better or I wish were different. And I think that's anyone. But I think something that a lot of people don't understand is being content with where you are in a certain moment. That was a big thing that I realized while doing also my market research, which I'll get into. But I think there's such power in being content with where you are. You're not putting pressure on yourself or anything or anyone else in your life to do something or to have it set in stone. When you're content and you're like, I like where I'm going. I like the momentum. It makes such a world of difference. I have never felt so content. And a lot of the people that I was having these deep conversations with as well were also saying this. I find comfort in the unknown. I'm content with where I am. I like that life is taking its own course and showing me the ropes instead of me trying to show it the ropes. I think what a lot of other people don't understand is, and I'm glad that the shore, I guess, in a way made me realize this, is that Hot Girl Summer is not just 
about fucking around and doing whatever you want to do. Because listen, I had my fun share of that. I did some reckless shit in the beginning and middle of the summer and I'm still doing some reckless shit. I learned so much about myself and what I like and what I don't like. Kissed a lot of frogs, repetitive frogs, made some silly decisions, got drunk a lot. And that's definitely part of Hot Girl Summer. But I also think another huge part of Hot Girl Summer is finding yourself and what you like and what you want to bring into Freaky Girl Fall and beyond. I think finding who you are as that hot girl is so much more important. And yes, Meg the Stallion has the song Hot Girl Summer. I really think she obviously meant it to like, you know, be so positive about yourself and your body and your sex life and who you are as a confident woman and man. But It really is about how you feel at the end of the day. If you are content with where you are in that moment. I want to say thank you to Hot Girl Summer, truly, because I don't think it just stops here. I think it goes on and on. You build upon it. Like how so many people say that they peak in high school or they peaked at certain moments. I feel like I'm going to continue to peak. You peak at so many different pivotal points of your life. Hot Girl Summer was one of those peaks. I feel as if I matured and I learned so much about the world and everyone around me and myself, I feel like I can become the best version of myself now and grow because of it. Hot Girl Summer, as crazy as it was and as wild as it was and emotionally jarring sometimes, I am so beyond appreciative to it. And I'm appreciative to the Jersey Shore for really instilling that. It was such a nice change of pace. It was such a nice change of scene because I haven't been really anywhere but Long Island. And if it took me going literally four hours down the shore to realize all of this, I am so thankful to that and I would do it all over again because I truly feel as if I have grown because of this weekend. And I know that sounds dramatic considering I went down to literally get drunk and party and be with my friends, which I did do, but I really haven't had that much fun and had so much peace of mind from a weekend in a very long time. And I hope you all have had those moments, whether it was in the beginning, middle, end of summer like myself, or if you're still trying to figure it out now, that is okay. If there's anything that I want you to take from my personal experience, it's that be content. Look forward to being content. Be present. Be in the moment and enjoy whatever life and summer and friends and new seasons bring you because when you appreciate those moments and what to look forward to rather than planning on what to potentially look forward to, your mindset and your outlook on people and life shifts completely. You will feel as if the weight of the world is off your shoulders, truly. And I know this is so dramatic and I know that I sound like I went on some retreat, but it truly felt like one. This whole weekend, I was joking around saying, I'm the queen of Sea Isle, I'm the queen of Avalon, I'm the queen of Margie, I'm the queen of the Jersey Shore, which this weekend I was. I felt on top of the world. No one could take my crown off and throw me off my throne. Because A, I was having the best time. I did not give a fuck about anything, didn't give a fuck about anyone and their opinion. I was there for me. I enjoyed myself. I made so many new friends. I was being social. I was doing queen shit. That's what I'm going to say. I was doing fucking queen shit. I made the Jersey Shore my territory. However, my B standpoint, I was the queen because I put myself first and I made sure I was having fun and I put myself forward. And I feel like once you start to do that, and like I said before, and I'm going to sound repetitive all over again, when you are present and you are doing things for you with people you love and care about and want to learn from, you are going to do so much better. You are going to be on your queen and king shit. My hot girl summer, this was the end that I needed to it. 
Now, of course, I could not forget my market research. For those of you that need a little reminder and don't remember from last week's episode, I explained how when I was going to the shore, not only was I going to review and recap my entire weekend, but I wanted to interview and talk to some people about their experience with Hot Girl Summer, what they've learned from the summer about themselves, what they want to take into Freaky Girl Fall and Beyond, dating, because everybody knows when you're out and about, you get a little frisky and you want something something, all right? I wanted to get people's takes on how they approach certain situations at bars, not at bars, and I compiled my favorite moments into the next three minutes of your time. We get a little serious, we get a little goofy, and I will admit I did incorporate some non-sure content, but it is for the betterment, so take a listen. How's your hot girl summer? Too hot for me to handle. Something I learned this summer that I definitely want to bring into the fall with me would be to stop trying to fix everyone else's problems. I just came to the realization that I have to accept that people are going to change, people are going to grow out of relationships, and I just have to worry about myself and about my own relationships in my life and just to stop worrying about everyone else. What is a major red flag for you in a guy? When they need to be by your side at all times at the bar or whenever you're out. This summer I learned that you are capable of doing anything. But the first step is becoming the type of person capable of doing that thing. What's like the number one pet peeve you have with guys at bars? Like whether it's what they're wearing or how they come up to you. They feel like they can't have fun without you around them. Keeping an eye on you. Oh, I love it. Okay, if you're going up to a girl and you want her and you see her at the bar, you're like, holy fuck, I want to fuck her brains out. What do you say? He's a pussy, he won't. I say, you're fucking sexy, I like you a lot. How long do you wait to respond to a WID text? 17 seconds. All right, what's your way of approaching someone at the bar? I feel like I go over to them and I just like tell them that I want to hook up with them. And you just be straightforward, you're like, I want you. So straightforward. You just drop him and say, And if oh. someone isn't like about it, what do you do? Just walk away or cry about it? I feel like I walk away and then I cry about it in secret. Like I would never let them see me break down. Queen shit. When you're Snapchatting someone you like, how long do you leave them undelivered or open? At least two to three minutes. Not that long. How long do you wait to answer them on text? 10 to 15. Ooh, 10 to 15. What's your definition of a serial dater? say someone who dates a lot of people like goes on dates talks to them for a little bit but then like moves on pretty quickly but with the same person no with no, different people. people and i think it's not out of like love it's out of like trying to get like attention attention uh, yeah like a quick fix see i think a serial dater is someone that goes on eight dates a week with eight different people nine different people yeah that's a one way to look at well, it what's but what's the end goal like, just to go on a date. Yeah. Like, to get free food. To get free drink. a free drink, something free food, maybe, like, a one-night thing. Something. But yeah. not necessarily, like, being a serial dater, being like, okay, I'm going to entertain this person for a few weeks and then move on. But when you're when you're single, though, it, like, what is there anything... Well, my question is, is that, is that wrong? No, I don't think that's wrong. Have you found it harder to make friends as you've gotten older? Yes, because more people as they grow up become more clicky when you're like starting something new like college or a new job or something like that they tend to more stick with people that they know rather than branch out and talk to other people how do you overcome the clickiness and what do you advise people to do if they want to kind of branch out and break those walls down for other people i would say be yourself i started a new job over the summer and just being myself generally i found my people and i found people who like 
really enjoyed my company and I really enjoyed theirs and like it's really worked out in my favor just being yourself and just not caring what other people think about you. Now I understand that was a little all over the place with good reason. I want to show you how versatile life can get. How Hot Girl Summer isn't only about hooking up with guys and girls or leaving someone on red or opened or approaching someone in a bar, but it's also about finding what works for you, how you want to bring what you've learned from yourself and your experience from this summer and beyond into the future, into Freaky Girl Fall and every other season, how you realize what you are so much more capable of and what you are in control of, how you want to surround yourself with people. That is the best way to highlight a hot girl summer. How are you going to do something for you to benefit you? And then there's also times where you're like questioning friendships, relationships, yourself, how you approach different things. And I think that's a part of growing up and maturing and how life is something that you really need to grow through what you go through. Jars, I really do believe with every fiber of my being, you attract what is truly meant for you. When you stop chasing, you become so much happier. Your life gets better. When you literally get rid of the negativity and you start prioritizing yourself and being that hot girl or guy, hot king or queen, you will have this pivotal moment like I did at the Jersey Shore where you feel like not only you are queen or king of the world, but you are the king and queen of your mind and what your life looks like. That, my friends, is exactly what I believe Hot Girl Summer is about. It's all fun and games and you can question whether or not you're a serial dater or not. You can question whether or not you want to answer that WID text in 17 seconds, but it's all about how you approach each situation. I just wanted to give you all different perspective on it. And I hope it was helpful and I hope this makes sense because I truly do feel like a changed woman from the Jersey Shore because I am the queen of the Jersey Shore after this weekend, maybe for like a one time a summer thing. But I literally was talking to all my friends. I was like, I need to get a shore house. Like, this is it. I had a phenomenal time. I hope you all enjoyed my review. The Jersey Shore, damn, you really get a fucking 11 out of 10. I am beyond impressed. I had the best time with the best people and I encourage you all to have even a greater summer next summer there at the Jersey Shore on Long Island, wherever you may be. But I hope you all really go into this new year, because it is a new year in biblical terms in Judaism, with the mindset of prioritizing yourself, being present, and content, all right? And that's my post-grad doozy for this week, because we don't have a guest. I am the guest. The Jersey Shore was the guest. Post-grad doozy, be present, be content. All right, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope this was fun and different. So let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal Instagram at LindsayAnya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. That is also my TikTok and my Twitter. Be sure to follow me on there, as well as making sure that you are subscribed, reviewing, liking, rating, following, and turning the notification bell on on whatever streaming platform you are listening to Jappy Jaws from. It is officially Jappy Jaws's birthday month. There is so much more in store for you all and I cannot wait to share it with you. So remember you are on your queen and king shit. Hot girl summer is turning into freaky girl fall and beyond. I love you all. Thanks for the support and I will see you all next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>